You are now listening to another Nick and 30 exclusive powered by Venture Season Network. Nick's Tape, we here. Get my Washington's bitch You on my list now, farewell Might as well mark them now, it's Done before it even started I ain't even need a key to star shit I went weeks and weeks starving I don't mean to seem heartless But most of these boys garbage Take them out and get allowance I treat this game like a chore Throw them in the pit like Troy Rap hit my shit, Tom Ford Hold up, my shit just born No poppin' dags, no foreigns But that shit around the corner Skirt, skirt out California her skirt onto the floor. Yeah, yeah, Ay, yeah. Flow got a lot of water, drowning marijuana. Y'all just getting smoked. Ay, when I get a dollar, turn it to a deuce. Then I'm out the door. Yo, bitch, on my phone. Then she on my john. I'ma, I'ma, I'ma give her what she want. Get her what I need. I'm on level nine. Check out all my speeds. When I get to ten, no, I did my thing. Yeah. When I get to ten, no, I did my thing. Yeah. I wanna. It's more than I want. This is what I, I want. I want a bag on me. Whoa. She wanna dance on me. Yeah. Yeah. I want a bag on me. Yeah. It's for the dead homies. Woo. I want a bag on me. Whoa. Run it up fast, homie. Yeah. I yeah. want a bag on me. Hey. Run it up fast, homie. Woo. I want a bag on me, hey. She wanna dance on me, hey. I want a bag on me, hey. This for the dead homies, yeah. I want a bag on me, run it up fast, homie. I want a bag on me, run it up fast, homie. Running up the dang, Molly on the gate, brazy with the shits, never feel a pain. Dead press, call them greenbacks. Saddle up, then dream snacks. That's a lost one, get your thrill back. No MJ, Billy Jean snatch that ass up, bring that arch back. My stripper bitch on a time jet, that split splash on mine drift. This pink matter, Rosone 6. Cloud 9, Morse Cold Pimp, just break boards, my gang sick. Elevate, see the money flip, don't dip quick, we stay lit. Back gang, slow bird shit, pull pain grip on a four strip. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, don't got thrills. Then back up on me OG, my trippy flow These Leo goals keep the pace bumping Fiend on way, dope face wanted Seek the real, we next running That new wave They see it, they like it I got it, we I love it I want a bag on me She wanna dance on me I want a bag on me It's for the dead homies I want a bag on me Run it up fast, homie I want a bag on me Run it up fast, homie I want a Don't give a fuck about nothing Y'all niggas is saying no more it's thrill seekers or nothing. Satan! Suck my dick! Satan! Gang!
What it is, what it do, folks, man. Back again, episode 10, season three. It's been a while. Work been getting crazy, trying to mix and match, making sure I got the kids handled. Old is about to go to the second grade. So, you know, some things you got to get done. But we back, we back, we back. And I had to do this in a new, like a kind of new, uh, a new unique way. You feel me? I got the whole cast of therapy and sports with me, right? But we're doing it differently. It's three of these bad boys, right? So that means we're going to have a three-part episode for episode 10. This is part one. And right now for part one, we got nobody else but my guy, Ariel. My guy, Ariel, what it is, what it do, brody? Yo, man, you already know the vibes, man. Um, Liquid 30. Therapy and sports, man. I'm Ariel. Y'all know us, man. Uh, we got a good uh, show going on on Twitter. Therapy and sports every Tuesday and Thursdays, uh, 8 to 11 o'clock. So we got set scale our schedule now. Lockdown, because a lot of us, we got a lot of stuff going on. We both managers and supervisors. I'm a supervisor. Y'all don't have a lot of people know me. So um, I have a lot of stuff going on. But um, I had to make time for my guys, man. So you already know what it is, man. That's get back, man. First and foremost, man, I love what y'all doing over there. Keep it up. As you know, y'all been hella busy. I'm like, y'all can never catch one. And then when I do catch one, I'm like, damn, now my phone want to act up. I'm like, come on, come on. Y'all already know. I told y'all in advance, I'm off this Thursday. I will be in the building for that one. That space on Thursday, I will be in the building. But let's go ahead and jump into it. Bro, why are we still waiting for this Mitchell trade to happen? <laughs> What's going on, bro? Yo, man, um, I, I'm seeing, you know, I see a lot of a lot of a lot of things on the on the internet as far as like that trade goes. I'm seeing a lot of bogus, like I see somebody pulling out like the eight picks, RJ, and I'm like, if it was the Knicks of 10 years, 15 years ago. <laughs> that that's a typical Nick move, thirsty to get a star in here. But we're not at, we're, we're we're not on that stage. We're not on that stage right now. We got different management. As much as people want to talk bad about them, sometimes they're not that stupid. You know that they they're not gonna. That's a typical Danny Ainge. I'm gonna fleece you, your whole franchise, and get what I want. And um, I think if that's realistically what he wants, and he wants more than four draft picks, I'm hanging up that phone. Because we're not in that position. Yes, we want Donovan Mitchell. He wants to be here, clearly. But Danny Ainge is playing that game. And he's going to surface around the league, see what he what he can get. Mm-hmm. You know, and honestly, I, I've done scenarios. And no matter what scenarios done, the Miamis, the, the teams that have been linked to Donovan Mitchell, they don't make any sense to, to make those deals because they don't have the draft capital that the Knicks have. They don't have the... Granted, they might have, like, okay, they have Tyler Hero. Um, but I don't see that as being – because what we all know Danny Ainge, what is Danny Ainge like? Yes, he likes young players, young assets, but he likes them draft picks, just as well as Sam Presti does. you see seen how he did the Nets in the KG and Paul Pierce deal where he got all that draft capital and ended up getting um, Gordon Hayward in the process of clearing all that cash space. So we got that on the table. I think, honestly – the Jazz will be foolish to let this stretch out into the into the All-Star break because you clearly know Donovan Mitchell don't want to be there, whether he's – I don't care how much he, he talks publicly or whatever, but come on, the dude's hanging out with 
<laughs> Manuel, he's making it so obvious. I mean, he's like hanging out in New York more often. I get it. He's a New York kid. But, but yo, it's old. But he wants now, to be like, It's OD now, bro. Like, when have you ever seen, and this is what year, this is going to be year six for Donovan Mitchell in the NBA. I'm assuming. Yeah. When have you ever seen him get this much publicity in New York? And he's always been coming out here. When he ever got it this much? Like, come on, bro. It's no reason. Number one, I'm looking at the Jazz, like, even though I don't know everybody feels the same way. If I'm the Utah Jazz, you don't want to start your training camp like this. So I'm assuming this deal gets done just like a lot of, like, the latest news I'm seeing so far is the Jazz and the Knicks are willing to do it. They're just looking for that third team, you know what I'm saying, so they can get all the, all the pieces they need. And just like a lot of people have been speculating – you know, it's just us really waiting until September. It's, it's certain players that, that are going to be in the deal, just legitimately by rule standards, you can't trade them yet. You get what I'm saying? So I'm assuming yeah. this is why we're waiting for. We're waiting for the Patrick Beverly's, the Malik Beasley's. We may, we're waiting for those guys to clear up so that way we know what's going on. Obviously, the best trade scenario, especially with LeBron James re-signing with the Lakers for two more years, Obviously, the Lakers is going to be in that is going to be a part of this bundle. It's going to be the Knicks, the Lakers, and the Utah Jazz. It's going down like it's officially going down. It's all making sense now, and especially a lot of people are not understanding. Like, and I bring up LeBron because not only was he talking to Leon Rose prior and, and missed all the vacation, and missed all the vacation. Not only doing that. You sat there and now you signed. You could have signed a longer deal than that. You decided to sign a two-year deal. So that mm-hmm. means like I, he's trying to get the pieces to the puzzle ASAP. You know how LeBron works. When he do the long stretch contracts, he's taking his time. When he yeah. do short contracts, it's I, it's time to go get this championship. Like, so now I already know he's got to be a part of some trade. Because if you look at his team, he's not going nowhere with that team. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. <laughs> Don't, they don't. They don't have the. They another team that they they're depleted with with assets, and their, their draft capital is pretty low. So if Danny Ainge is Scott, Danny, what Danny Ainge is doing right now, he's playing that chess game where he's he's looking around the league, seeing what he could get for for Spider. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to that, the Knicks have the. To me, I'm not just saying it because I'm a you know because we Knicks fans, we want him here too, but I'm saying it just thinking off what because I know how Danny Ainge operates. We've seen him throughout the years. That's Danny Danny Ainge loves draft picks. And he loves young assets. So you see in that deal, you, you got to exclude RJ Barrett because he's on to me about it. Like I'm on management, he's untouchable. You know, you got a you got a young kid in him, and now you finally got him to play with a point guard like Jalen Brunson, who's gonna get him the ball, pick get him to pick his spots, get him get him in the right position. And I can't wait to see him throw lobs to Obi, man. I can't wait for that. Because <laughs> no. you see what he did with Derrick Rose in his limited time. Speaking on it, right, just to shift gears from Donovan Mitchell and that whole spill, we've been waiting forever. We know it's going down, you feel me? Yeah, Yeah, let's talk about Jalen Brunson, bro. How do you feel about him, period, just like right now? Like, I like the fact that, for example, as soon as he came over here, instantly linking with everybody. He's done done, did the – he done did the game with Obi and Randall. Him and Obi went to Black Ops and ran it. It's like – but the main thing I like the most, I like the fact that he's trying to connect with his power forwards. It's like, it, like most of the times you see new guards, they end, up, they end up linking only with the guards. Like he's linking with his big men already, like trying to set that standard. Like I'm maestro, 
I'm yes. taking charge. We're going to get this settled now. Like, I bring the ball up. I even like the fact of the game with um with Randall and Obi, even though they lost, it wasn't that deep. I don't know why people look that crazy. It's like, bro, it's, it's, a, it's a city game, bro. Like, yeah. It's a red game, bro. Like, come on, man. Dude is going back to Europe and they going back to the NBA. I mean, you can't. You can't compare to them. And that's no knock on them. Like, them, them dudes, like, listen, that's my hometown of Bronx. So those Bronx kids that got their shine that day, I'm all for it. Because that, that's, what the, that's what the city was looking for, and that's what the city got. The city got them kids. That, that, was their, that was their little championship game. They got their little exposure. And, and I'm for it. You know, and both sides win because at the same time, you saw the little, the little uh, glints and glams with, with, with the connection that OB – and Jalen Brunson, because a lot of people really don't understand the the, the caveats to having uh, a Jalen Brunson on a team. Because if you scout him, I mean, you could go back to his high school days. Um, I watched a lot of Jalen Brunson high school videos through college. Um, it's tough, tough bread Philly kid. And um, there was one story that that stuck out with me. If you, I don't know if you watched the press conference on on um, on uh, Nick Day when they had the press conference when they invited all like the season ticket holders. So you saw like Wulito and Moselle. Yeah. And everybody up in there that, that you know we mess with outside of outside of uh, Twitter. Yeah, you see when he that story that there was a story that came out that his dad, um, one day I think I don't know if it was an AAU game or a high school game, and he did really bad. He he had a bad shooting night. He came home in a car and they said he was crying. Mm-hmm. I think he was about fifteen years old, sixteen years old. So his dad had told him. He said, "Son, is this what you really want to do?" His answer was. Yes, I do. And I really want to do this. And look at where he's at now. So it just shows you the toughness of the kid, man, how to over, he overcome so much. He's been looked at down on since he's, and he's, he's not a bum. Like this is a tough, like the thing is that he's not really a person that he's a trash talker. He's not really as going to be a person that's going to be getting up in somebody's face. That's not his game. He's a quiet assassin, right? He's the person that's going to get the guys in their spots. You know what I'm saying? Because R.J. Barrett hasn't really played with a point guard. Think about all the point guards he's had since he's came into the league. Alfred Payton. Uh, what's his name? Emmanuel Moutier. Uh, Alec Burks. Trey Burks. Frank. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He hasn't had a solid point guard. And you've seen when he's on, been on the floor, when he had little moments with, with Derrick Rose, a veteran like that that's been in the league, played in big games his whole life. You know, youngest MVP to ever play in the NBA. You see where now if you got Jalen Brunson, you put Jalen Brunson with that young squad with Obi, with Quentin Grimes, with with, with our Obi Toppin, with RJ Barrett. And um it's gonna take the ball out of Julius Randle's hands, which we all we all love. <laughs> because that's, it's, that's something that we can't have. Now Jalen Brunson, we gotta give him stuff out of offense. Because if you look at the caveat of the year that we had last year, how many games they lost when they blew 20 point leads in the second half. And you know what was a big reason for that? We didn't have that playmaker. We didn't have that guy that could set up and calm down our offense. We had Alec Burks and you're multiplying with him with, with Emmanuel Quigley when Derrick Rose went down. And that's why the season went the way it did. So now you look at that, you had Jalen Brunson to mix. He's an ascending guard, getting better every year. He carried Dallas when Luka Doncic went down. And I was so, once I, once I saw playoff Brunson, Unloaded. That was that was that was, was final. Get him over here. Get him over here. Oh yeah, yeah, for real. That was Final Four. Villanova, Jalen Brunson. That a lot of people don't know. And that team, that team, he carried them with Mikael Bridges, Archie Diakono. Um, yeah. oh, his name? 
Who else? No, Eric Paschal, which I was hoping we could sign, but he ended up, we didn't end up getting him another New York kid, you know, but, um, you know, he's going to make our team so much more explosive because, you know, what? there's two things he can do. He can play make, but he can also get you a bucket at the same time. And a lot of things that people don't know, if you watch Brunson through college and through high school and through the NBA, his footwork is ridiculous, bro, for a point guard. Look at look at the look at that series against the Jazz. How many times he took oh, and granted, Donovan Mitchell was a, a terrible defender. Everybody knows bro, that. Nice. Footwork when he gets in a pick. Yeah, well, it's ridiculous. Tweens. Yes. Stupid. Oh my God. Like, yo, and bro. He's improved his three-point shooting because he wasn't known as a lot guy. But now you gotta go out there and you gotta go guard him on the three-point line because he's improved every year. And his up, a lot of people don't talk about his upper body strength. He gets in the gym anywhere. You can see his upper body strength. Because I remember that one possession that stuck out um, against the Suns when oh, Devin, Booker, Booker, right? Devin Booker blocked him from behind and he told him, you soft. And he ain't say nothing. What he did the three last took him to the Baja, right? Bodied him, had him flying into the stands. <laughs> this, but this is the type of this is the type of kid that he is. He's a tough kid, and he knows how to overcome adversity. And the thing is, he wanted to be here. Yes, I understand his dad's our coach. You know, it's his father, Rick Brunson. Now we got him a part of the the coaching staff. But this was set up all for him, man. This dude lived in the locker rooms with the Knicks, grew up with the Knicks. Leon Rose, he known Leon Rose since he was a kid. This is somebody that wanted to be here. He knew in Dallas. He wasn't going to get that shot because the ball, he, he's playing, remember, he's played behind a ball-dominant guard his whole career at Luka Doncic. So now the ball's going to be in his hands, and essentially he's going to be able to do what he excels at. So now you're putting the kid in the position to win. He saw what he did in the playoffs. So imagine what he could do with a young core like the Knicks. Now, I'm not saying we're not going to be a number one seed. We're still, we're still building something, you know. But we could honestly be a seventh, eighth, Six seed, possibly. I'm going to be and honest. I think we're going to be top there. five. Oh, top please. five for sure. Top five, bro. Without a doubt, top five. And the reason why I say top five, everything you said is to the T. But a lot of people forget Brunson's idol when it came to playing ball. And if you look how he played, he is just Derrick Rose without the hops, bro. That is what Brunson has become. He's shown. If you watch highlights of Brunson of this last year, and you watch D Rose highlights of just, I'm talking about. Forget the D Rose of jumping out the gym. Go to the D Rose when he started. Like, all right, let me go ahead and get this shot right, bro. They play the exact same way. The exact same way. The only difference now is is just Rose still got that a little quick burst that he can end up teaching Brunson. You feel me? Yeah, like, yo, the way this team is set up, even if we don't do nothing, um, like, immaculate, the way I see it, Brunson is going to turn up. RJ is going to go crazy. The way IQ played in the Brunson League game, he's about to go ape. He's looking like an unstoppable threat, and he bulked up. You see Q Grimes getting his weight up, but the main person, and I always say this, shout-outs to everybody that's been talking about it, but I'm going to keep saying it. I need Cam Reddish, especially after that game I seen, his little workout game. Bro, he need to go crazy and earn that spotlight. I'm at the point where I don't even want Donovan Mitchell here. I want to see Cam Reddish start at the three. I want to yeah. see Brunson at the one. I want to see RJ at the two and Cam at the three. I want to see that I want to see that trio get busy. Like for some reason, that's telling me that trio's gonna get busy. 
Then with the bench trio, if I could see D Rose, IQ, and Grimes get wicked, oh my God. Like, what? Yeah. As that as filthy. And then the thing the thing with Cam Reddish, like we like we get it. We know the channel, the talent is there, right? But the question is, how much does Cam Reddish want it? How much does Cam Reddish because he's gonna have to earn his minutes because you gotta think about it. Now you got Quinn Grimes, who we all knew, we saw the flashes of him last year when in his time. A nice three and D guard, which is a, a, a guard that we definitely we need on the on this rotation. Honestly, I start him over Fournier. I'll let Fournier cook with the second unit if he stays That's with the team. That's a because fact. Now, pairing a guy like him on the starting unit, because you can't have you can't have Brunson, Fournier, and Barrett as as your three because you gotta have somebody on that wing that could defend. So Quinn <laughs> gives you that and he can knock down a three because he has a really quick release. One of the quickest in the game in the catch and shoot. Um, alongside, uh, what's his name, Gary Trent. They have one of the quickest releases in the game, you know, as far as on, on the catch and shoot level. So you want to have those guys, you want to have them put them in a position to win because you put Evan Fournier on that, on that second unit, he could cook offensively, but he's, you know, we all know he's a defensive liability, That's you know, so we can't have that in the starting five. You want to, I think he's paired better with the second unit and let him cook with quickly and D Rose in the second unit. So the, the question is, does Cam Reddish want it? Because we all know that, and then the injury history. He gets hurt a lot. Uh, this has been a problem since college. So can he stay on the court? Because your best consistency is your availability, right? So you got to be available to, 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 to see what we got. So that's the question with him. Because we see the talents there. He's, he's got he's to work hard for it. Nah, that's a big fact. That's a big yeah. fact, bro. But, yeah, he's got to work hard for it. But my main thing is this. Out of all them season games we seen, bro, you ready for that home opener? Like, I got to get my tickets for that. Like, the first game yeah. of the season, I don't care. I got to be there. I got to be it's there. Gonna, gotta be a, I, I'm going to let you know this. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on that night before and after. I I'm, yeah, just just know that. We got to be, be stuff going. On. We got to be super prepared. We're going to be in full effect out there. That's all I got to say. Put it like this, bro. I know we need to be well hydrated, <laughs> okay? We need, we need Gatorade, Powerade, all types of water, anything. We need anything. You feel me? Yeah. And that hoodie, if you're going to be cold, the hoodie and the jersey. <laughs> the hoodie with the jersey over it. That's what we did last time. Oh, He's calling us out there. We had the hoodie with the jerseys on. But it's, it's really looking, it's looking real. But how do you feel about the schedule, though? This, like, think about it. Why is it that we have a Christmas game, the first game of the season against the, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, and we have a nationally televised game against the Utah Jazz. Bro, just say we got Donovan Mitchell already. Like, you giving us all – how we got more games than the Nets right now. We got nah, more dude. nationally televised games than the Nets, bro. So I'm like, for all that, y'all giving us all these hints and y'all keep going and going. Just tell us we got Donovan Mitchell already. Like, y'all, y'all giving us all of this for a reason. So just come on. Just, just let him go. Send him over here. Because the league, you know how the league is. Under under this new guy, because, you know, the, the our old our old officiator of the NBA, he would have made sure everything stayed quiet. This new guy, bro, you find out everything months before you're supposed to find out. So it's like, come on, bro. The writing's on the wall. Y'all playing. Y'all done gave us good games. Y'all, yo, y'all got the Knicks looking nice. 
forget y'all not even talking bad about us no more. That's how real it is. Like I haven't heard anything bad about the Knicks in weeks. In weeks. No. Like no, think no, about how crazy I'm, that is. I mean, other than other than the hate that comes from from uh, LOL Knicks Twitter and uh and ESPN, which I don't watch anymore because of their bias. Yeah. Um, their bias towards Knicks, I kind of like stay away from them. Because they, they do that a lot. That's just their propaganda. They love hating on New York. It's just it is what they, Yeah, they do it for shits and clit and giggles. But the scheduling, as far as the scheduling, yes, I I think it is set up for as far as that Donovan Mitchell answer. But the other the other caveat to that is that the NBA is always gonna televise the Knicks and, and the Lake of and marketing this because of what it is, is that they sell. They're the most profitable franchise. So what you have to do is those profitable teams that make the NBA money because it is a business, they're going to have to put those marquee marquee names out there. Like the Lakers as, you know, as, as bad as they, they, I don't, I don't think they're going to be that good this year, but they're still going to put them out there because of their name, the Lakers, the Knicks, the, these are big market franchises that make the NBA a lot of money. So they have to televise them. So that, that's the thing that, that goes along with that. And that's why it can't, that's why it came down to the scheduling as the, the way that it did, because the NBA is, is going to make that bag. At the end of the day, they're about making money at the end of the day, they're a business. So they're going to put New York, because New York, people want to see the Knicks. People want to see the Lakers, no matter what your personal feeling is towards them, you know, and now aside from our fandom, that people want to see those type of teams play on national television. And it is what it is. But once the new, the new CBA deal kicks in with the, with the TV deals, you're going to see a lot of that big market stuff is going to go away. It's going to be more catered towards everybody's going to have the uh, equal piece of the pie, you know, and I'm on board because, you know, a lot of people didn't want, didn't want Brunson. You know why? Because a lot of people didn't see him until the playoffs. So I don't blame them. A lot of people, over there, they never do their research. They never do their research. They don't do research. I do. You tell me a player right now, I'd be like, you know what? I don't know too much about him. Let me go look him up and see what he's about. You know, because we don't get, we don't get that type of exposure, especially, up here, up north in New York and Jersey, we don't get to see a lot of Dallas Maverick games, Utah Jazz. You know, we don't see a lot of it. But people don't realize, man, you got an opportunity to get a top 15 NBA player in the world, not just the NBA, in the world. You make it happen, but you make it at the right cost. That's you make fact. it at the right cost. Because I only say this because he's a person that's going to put you in the mix to get that number one. You get what I'm saying? So it's a chess move. See, Nick fans, Nick fans, what I don't understand with some Nick fans, they think it's an overnight, their microwave. They think it's instant oatmeal that you're just going to develop your fans and you're going to get that one start. No, you got to show improvement. You got to show that you can get into the playoffs, be competitive. So now when players that are disgruntled, like AKA Bradley Beal and many other guys that are on teams that you know they're not going to be in long term, yeah, you're gonna, you have to make that secondary move to get that number one play, that number one player that's gonna put you into that championship talk and that contention talk. So we have to get, we have to make it happen because if you put Donovan Mitchell on this team, it's gonna be a six, a fifty. It can even go as a fifty because, and I'm gonna tell you why. A lot of people forget about these. You talk about the 76ers, you talk about the Miami Heats of the world, but this, with the Sixers, they're one injury away from dropping. Because yep. we all know what happens. Joel Embiid gets hurt a lot. He's a big guy. He gets hurt a lot. And guys with his size and stature, his skill set, they don't have a long NBA, a long NBA careers. And it's been proven. 
you know, he's got a lot of lower uh, foot problems, stuff like that. It, it, it's it's going to be an open. I don't think it's as locked in as people think it is. The only two teams, the team that I think that are locked in are like the Milwaukee Bucks. And um, I think another team that's coming to could be the Toronto Raptors, you know, based on uh, I looked at their roster and they, they really have a good team that people don't talk about. But yeah. I think the Knicks could, if they pick up a Donovan Mitchell, you could slide them. They could easily go as high up to that fifth or seed, you know, especially you put them with Brunson. Bad people sleep on that, bro. Like, that's a good start in five, man. And don't oh, sleep on that. Bro. And, you know, I know you was going to get to this. I'm going to pivot to it. But I know you talked go about ahead. it before. That's center spot. That center spot is very key. I know the NBA is going away from the big man, but the Knicks arguably have some of the best center depth in the NBA. And what have one of the low keys, the small deal that they made was big because we added something that we didn't have. We didn't have a versatile five. So now you add Isaiah Hartenstein in there, a guy that could is a is low key for a big man, especially a backup big. You could plug him in to start, even if you need him to sometimes too. Depending on what lines you want to run out there, he could stretch the floor. We haven't had a big man that can shoot in a while. Covers that aspect. A big man with playmaking. You didn't see. That's, I mean, if you watch his YouTube highlights, that's he's the, a, that's the big man. Bro, this boy can pass. I said, "Yep, need it." Yo, he's a tough German kid, bro. He played for the national team, and he's a very he's gotten better year by year. And he could shoot. He could stretch the floor. So now those big guys that that now that. That, you know, Mitchell Robinson, because he has to work on his offensive game. Now you add Hartenstein. That adds a mix that now these guys are going to have to compete, bro. Like, people don't really think about that. Then you got Jericho Sims, who's hungry. And he's going to compete for minutes. So, that's that's this is going to be a good thing, man. And then we had to have that insurance. Why? Because Robinson, we all know, as much as we love the homegrown drafted kid, he gets hurt a lot. Yeah, he does. So that insurance. Thank God we do. Now we got three centers on a depth chart. That could easily plug in if he goes down. And hard they all young at that. They all yes. young. Yes, they all on the Fresh legs. The main thing that I'm looking forward to, though, that of course everybody's still talking about, and I'm still on it. I still say this, and this is the last time I'm gonna bring up a Donovan Mitchell anything. I know we get Mitchell. I know Melo coming because Melo still ain't signing with nobody. I don't care about the Devin Nuggets talking about they want to bring him back. That would be. Honestly, that would be fire because that would be Melo over there, Joker, and Jamal Murray returning this year. So that's a nice trio. And on top of that, I think MPJ supposed to return this year too. So that that little four, that little four group, that would be hard. But but that one, that one name you mentioned, Michael Porter Jr., which if a lot of people don't realize that if he didn't have the back injury that he suffered, but he's always had back injuries since high school. Been a Nick, that's right? what, he would have been a Nick because the Knicks, the Knicks um, didn't draft him. They chose Kevin Knox over MPJ because his draft stock plummeted because there was a lot of doctors saying that that's going to be a lingering issue. And man, for a young guy and the Knicks history, we can't afford to squander draft. I mean, even though we did, we still ended up drafting Knox and that didn't work out. But at the same time, that's the reason why they didn't get him. And I think Michael Porter Jr. That's going to be something that I don't, I can't really see him getting healthy his whole career. I think it's going to, it's going to be a lingering problem for him throughout his career, that injury. No, it definitely is, man. It, without a doubt, it is. Like, there's, there's no, there's no fixing that. Like, they overpaid him. I think they made a rush move because he, he's getting paid very well, and he's, he's gonna miss a lot of time. That's that, a that, that, that's big. That's big. But I think Melo. I think if Mitchell's here, you're definitely gonna see Anthony. Because if you notice, I think it was a month ago, uh, TMZ saw 
uh, James Dolan and him were having lunch together. I don't know if you saw that. I know I did see it, but my main thing is, what if Melo's coming over here regardless of Mitchell? That's what I'm like, because Melo still ain't signed with nobody. So it's like, yo, bro, I know you're not just waiting. You're not just sitting out waiting for this long. Like, bro, where are you going? You're going somewhere. So if you're yeah. coming home, come home. But I think I think he has to wait for this trade because he has to see, okay, because I know that you don't. Definitely waiting. Yeah, it's like you don't bring in Melo to not give him no burn. So it's like, all right. He knows he's like, damn, I'm looking at the roster. They got to free up a little bit more space just so I can at least slot in there. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when I'm looking at the power forward position. Like, all right, one of y'all got to go. Either OB or Randall's. One of y'all going for Melo. I know I know one of y'all going. Now. One of them is leaving for Melo. Somebody's gone, and I think the odd man out, if I'm going off the top of my head, you're going to see a, maybe I'll see possibly a, a Randall. But honestly, I don't because I think I don't think the management is sold on Cam Reddish, bro. I don't know what it is, bro. They just not they don't they don't prioritize them, man. I, and I, I hope not because you did give up a draft pick and Knox from him, so you at least hope to see. Let him start, let him give him some time and see what he got at least, you know. But I would say Randall before Cam, definitely. I don't think they're gonna trade. I I don't see them trading Obi for some reason, bro. I think they really want to. They want to see him work with Jalen Brunson, and and you know I, I think they want to see what he got, man. And Obi, Obi Toppin is another why I'm looking forward to this year because I've seen him like live up up and direct. Like when I got the the presence of seeing of sitting on almost the garden floor, mm-hmm. and you don't realize how quick this man is like six ten, and the way he moves, setting screens, moving off ball, picking his spots. You pair him with a point guard, and you saw how he played with Derrick Rose. It's going to be fun to watch, man, to see him ascend, man. I think if you give him more playing time, instead of having him stand in the corner shooting threes, because that's not his game, even though he can hit it occasionally. Obi, if you look at it, man, Obi plays around the rim, bro. He's a rim runner. He's a guy that knows how to get – he can hit the mid-range shot. He, But what I want to see him unlock this year, I want to see him unlock his post-up game. Because a lot of times he gets on a switch, he gets the little guys on him. It's mouse in the house, man. You got to work. You Honestly, get speaking, I don't even think he needs to work on that. It's just the fact that now that he has two bona fide PGs now on both yeah. units, no matter which way he run, they're going to get him into his spot. See, other people, he would actually get into his spot, but he didn't have anybody that would give it to him. Like they would, He would really get to the spot, they'll look at him, and then make him go back out to the lock, to the three-point line and then want to feed him the ball. Like, bro, he was already in position. Why didn't you give it to him? You feel me? A lot of people don't know how to play the game the right way. A lot of people be thinking they guards when they really two guards. But I'm looking forward to everything, especially like you said. If Obi quickly or Groms was one was one of the three people that wanted to be traded, this Mitchell trade would have happened already. So obviously the team ain't letting them go for nothing. They're not. They they they're duck. I can tell you now. Groms, IQ, Obi, RJ. Those four. Those four young pieces. They're not going anywhere. Mitchell already got re-signed. So, obviously, the only ones they're trying to find out now, that's why they're going to try to add in that third team. Make sense? That third we're probably going to you know, give up. Like, it could be a third team. Who? I think, honestly, the Charlotte Hornets, man. That would be fine, but explain it. Why you feel that way? I feel that way because if you look at what, the, especially with the with the Miles um, Bridges situation with the domestic violence, the NBA is going to penalize them really bad. So, he, they're, they're going to be without – a power forward, man. So I think I think um, Julius Randle, you could see him go in a three-team deal included in that if you want to package it because they need a power forward. 
They're not going to have that this year. So they, that's a void that they need to fill. So it makes sense for the Knicks and it makes sense for the Hornets because it adds uh, actually something. I think he actually could be a good fit on that team with the Hornets. You know, it's another th- uh, three-team trade that makes sense, too, to me. Even like you say, the Hornets. Um, yo, I say even – even the, the, it's funny because you said the Hornets. That's one of the teams I was interested in. But then I also say the Wizards because it's like, all right, pair him with Bradley Bill. Send him over there with K- uh, KP, slide KP back to the five. Let him be that stretch five. You got Randall as your four. You got Beal as your, you know, your one or your two. You got you got your four or two at, at the three. You know what I'm saying? So that's a nice little lineup over there. Help them out. But either way, man, like I said, even if Randall doesn't go, it, the way it's looking, just the that game with OB, him, and JB, that alone helped shift my mind and be like, okay, I think Randall's going to fall in line. Because there were certain possessions to where even Randall started getting into his bag and wanted to get angry. And he was like, you know what? He still deferred back to JB. You feel me? So I was like, all right. Now, now he's understanding, like, bro, you want thin ice and you did it to yourself. Don't mess this up if you want to stay here, bro. Don't mess this up. Because remember, you used to be the old CAA favorite player. The hometown kid nephew, godson, all that. He done came to town, so he done took your spot. You can easily get replaced. That's how they they basically showing you step kid now. We don't like you no more. Your little checks ain't hit. You feel me? Like, your checks ain't hit. Yeah, it's true because they, they have to – the thing is, like, with, with them, they have – it's something that they, he, ha, he has to get with it or, or, or be out because Jalen Brunson, whether he likes it or not, the ball's going to be in his hands, and with it, rightfully so, it should be. So don't worry about that. You're going to get your touches. You're going to get your little buckets or whatever, but you need to be quick. You need to be decisive because if you notice, that's what Julius Randle is, is he, he needs to, he's more better when he makes quick decisions. You know what I'm saying? So that's, this is something that, uh, that's another caveat to that, that you have to have a person like Brunson that stabilizes that offense and it gets the ball out of, out of his hands. So you can put him in his spots to make us succeed. Now the question is, does he want to succeed or does he want to hold himself back? Because I feel like, honestly, he's his worst enemy, bro. Yeah. He's the worst enemy. He going at it with the fans. You going at it with, with the media, you smacking monitors out of your, out of your assistant's hands. It's something mental with him. And I heard he was getting some kind of, I read something where he was getting some kind of help in the off season. So I hope he's actually took heed to whatever, whatever kind of help, you know, and I wish him well on that. But um, ultimately, man, I hope that helps him out on the court, man. Nah, that's a fact, though. That's still a still wearing our jersey, man. I want him to succeed, regardless of my of my opinions and my and my, my you know the the questions I have in my head about him and the bad taste he left in my mouth last year, especially towards the end of the year. I just want to see him succeed, man. Nah, even same here, man. Even if it raises his trade stock, man. Even if we don't see him as a long term piece, where he plays well and you can actually move him. You know, to someone that, that that's gonna fit him more better, you know, because I still don't think that he don't fit our timeline, man. I want to open up more minutes for Obi because I think Obi is gonna be our future. Honestly, I think he already is. The way they promote yeah. him, the way they, the way him and JB are connecting, the way they're connecting, like you don't see that, you don't see that much often, and it's crazy because even though you know him, Randu and uh him, Randu and uh Obi basically had that game together. It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter because it seems like Randall only jumped in the slot of IQ because we all heard IQ was supposed to play in that game at first. So you know what I'm saying? But 
it's neither here nor there, though. All I can say is I'm ready for this season. It's going to be super lit. You already know that first game of the season. We in there. We going to lock up. We going to turn up. But you know the vibes, Brody. It's always been a pleasure, bro. Always been a pleasure. We're going to do this again because then we're going to get busy. We get to talk stats. Yo, we got Rob. We get to do all that. You feel me? We get to all do all that. Stuff, man. It's going to be a movie, man. Definitely going to be a movie. That's a That's fact. And again, y'all, before we head out of here, make sure y'all tune in Tuesdays, Thursdays, Therapy and Sports, Twitter. What's the time frame again? 8 to 11. Make sure y'all tap in, man. Rels, B, Ariel, the gang. Therapy and sports. Your guy Trippy OG, aka Dopefina, whichever you prefer. Y'all hear a little Lennox in the back. Yeah, I gotta go play daddy again, y'all. The kids is hungry. Y'all to go. Other than that, man, it's been a great week. Remember, this is part one. Three part toy. Part one. Part two is on Friday. And we got another one. So stay tuned, y'all. Stay tuned. My. Nigga trolling, make these haters strip when we bring a pollen. Nigga for the 
sold in. Oh man, Vigil season never ends. We earned our stripes, dog. We let them in. We get the banging like the better vents. Still looking for.